Hey guys, this is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor. And today we kick off our new summer program, 21 Days of Walking Prayer. If you miss the signups, you can still do the program for just $29. This program is for everybody, whether you have a regular exercise habit or want to start moving regularly now. Maybe you want to incorporate more neat into your daily life. We'd love to have you experience the transformation that comes when we move our feet and pray. We'll be walking for 20 minutes a day for 21 days while learning about the Songs of Ascent with over 10,000 people that have already signed up. So invite a friend and then head over to our website and sign up today. And now it's time for another Rubbing the Word. Alisa today is digging into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are so excited to get up, move our bodies, and listen to the Word of God in our ears. We hope you have a blessed day. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath and inhale through your nose. Exhale out your mouth. Maybe shake your arms a little bit. Let them hang at your side like noodles. Big breath. Get in your body. Become whole. Heart, mind, soul, strength. I'm so happy you're here, truly. Now, I would still do this even if you weren't here. I am going to recite to the Lord the things He's teaching me, even if it's just me. But I'm glad you're here because it's my hope that you are going to be taught by the Lord today and that you will receive His goodness and then pass it on down the line. That what He teaches you, you will teach another. Because if you want to really know something, have ownership of something, teach it. <laughs> teach it. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I want you to feel like you're about a 5. 1 is laying in bed, eyes open, breathing. That counts. It takes a certain amount of energy just to keep you alive. <laughs> just to keep there the 12 systems of your body working. That's a one. But now, at about a five, you're upright, you're intentional, you've got some steady movement going. And we'll start moving ourselves towards a six, seven. You are working out at a seven. I always say at a seven, if the phone rang, you could answer it, but somebody would know you're working out. Somebody would know you're stirring up some energy. Anything over a seven, you would not pick up the phone. You're so focused. Chasing after the goal. And for us here, the goal is godliness. So God, come have your way in this time get in us god we need more of you more of you in our thoughts more of you in our emotions more of you in our desires and more of you 
in what we say and do. Everyone, say this prayer. God, give me more of you. Now, if you said that prayer, that means you got to make some room. Prepare him room. You got to let go of the things you're grasping, holding on to. All right. So soften. That's why I say shake your hands. Shake. My hope is after we rev the word, you feel more open, more available. Your focus are on the things that are eternal, that matter. Not the temporal. All right, so we're in 1 Corinthians 12 because we have been eating an entire meal from the message of 1 Corinthians, the whole book. 12 weeks later, 12 weeks later, we are now on chapter 12. If you've missed the other weeks, you're fine, jump in, but go back. In a few weeks here, we will have, for the first time ever in revving the Word, completed an entire chapter, an entire book of the Bible. Love that. We're not skipping over any verses, picking and choosing. This is not a buffet. Revelation Wellness, we're not a buffet. We're going to put it all out, and we're going to taste everything. We're going to confront our assumptions, our judgments. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 12, let me summarize this. By the way, I'm hoping you go back and read the chapters, or even better, some of you are reading the chapters before you come push play. That's awesome. Listen, it'll take you maybe five minutes. Just read through the chapter, then come and press play. I promise you, that will do a consolidating work in your brain. Because now you're applying knowledge. Knowledge is not transformational unless it's applied. So now we're going to apply it. 1 Corinthians 12 is all about, it's broken down into two sections, the gifts of the Spirit. Paul goes in to talk about all the different gifts that we receive from God. And listen, you have certain gifts that other people don't have. You are not the Michael Jordan of gifts. God purposely gives you some things and not another. Why? That leads to the second part of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12. Because we are one body with many parts. I've told you from the beginning, this book, Paul is going after division, confusion, uh, pride. They were receiving the gospel, the good news, and then setting up all kinds of camps. And Paul's just asking for unity. Come on. And what unit unifies us, preach the gospel. Don't be about what God can do for you, but share what God has done for you. 
If we all just sang that song, what a beautiful <laughs> song we would be singing over the earth. Because we all have individual stories, filters, experiences, traumas, wounds. So assume the best, which is where Paul's getting to. Next week, we're going to do 1 Corinthians 13, the famous one on love. But before we get there, he's talking about the body, the gifts, and the body. The Holy Spirit gives gifts, all kinds of gifts. Verse 7, it says in verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Manifestation means something is going to prove itself seen. Something unseen is going to become seen because of the Spirit working in you. Accelerate. Come on. Accelerate. Relax your jaw. Five, four, three, two, yes. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Listen, this spirit unifies us. This is why in verse one and two, Paul is addressing that there were some Jews that believed that Jesus was cursed because he was crucified. So there's no way he could be the Messiah. Paul says this can't be true. Because if you can say, Jesus is Lord, that is happening because of the one spirit. Accelerate. Hear this. God has every intention of building you up because you build up the body. <laughs> Individually, to come together corporately and say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the reason. Jesus is my motive it's why i get up every day jesus pull back holy spirit come put us on like a glove heal your body make us one accelerate To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another 
the utterance of knowledge to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy pull back and to another the ability to distinguish between spirits to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills this should pull in us pull up in us ephesians for we are saved by grace not through a work of our own doing so we cannot boast these gifts are given as a grace from god to us individually and see here's the deal see this is why some of you don't even like the fact that i said the word tongues it makes you very uncomfortable <laughs> some of you don't even know what it is well we know back in acts 1 when the holy spirit fell on these disciples the empowering of god's presence the spirit shows up for the first time in a mass amount on the earth because this is why jesus could say to us greater things you will do because you now have this one spirit multiplying good and when that spirit fell upon these disciples who were once fearful trembling people they became emboldened and they began to speak in all kinds of language tongues utterances and for some standing there they knew they're speaking my language where's that coming from now remember once upon a time at the tower of babel god scattered our language because in our language is power but now we've got these these tongues these utterances y'all and again some of you have seen it and it makes you uncomfortable now there is order to this so here's what i first want to say what if god wants to give you one of these gifts but it just makes you uncomfortable what are you gonna do are you gonna say no thank you makes me uncomfortable mm, i don't think that's you you know why because you're here at revelation wellness and we're willing to get uncomfortable so that our pride falls off of us the things we can control like god if you want to do something and i'm in your way knock me down get my head out of my butt yeah i said it come on so what if god wants to give you see here's the thing most of us are good with oh i would like wisdom please yes that'll give me some power Oh, knowledge, yeah, I would like that, please. <laughs> oh, faith, yes, please. Gifts of healing, mm, a little scary. Not sure about that one. Maybe if it's just personal, God, maybe you could just heal me. Ooh, come on. 
to another working of miracles. Anyone? Come on. Some of you go, yes. But listen, even if you should have that gift of the work of miracles, it doesn't mean every time you pray for a miracle, it's going to happen because if that happened, you'd be God. That would be blasphemy. So you got to be willing to hold tension with all these gifts because your gift of wisdom doesn't mean you will always know it all. Your gift of faith doesn't mean you will always feel faithful. The gift of prophecy. Everyone's hand goes up. Yes, I would love to know, God, what you know and predict what you see. See, all those sound pretty good, except for healing and miracles. That feels a little strange. And this is where today we see the church divided against itself. You have one side that's being attacked and called word of faith. Now, I'm not saying there aren't some that just do the word of faith and don't rely on the word of God. But if you stand in faith at all, and these gifts that seem really strange, you're called strange. It's unsafe. How dare you? Get back here. Get back into the box. And then you have another side of the church accusing those who hold the word in high esteem, calling them closed-minded, small-minded. Everyone, stop it. That was my mama Keith's voice. Stop it. Come on. What are we doing? All these things are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. See, we're trying to control God. We get caught up. Stop it. We get snared because someone else has a gift that doesn't look like yours. And listen, if they're doing something wrong, love the hell out of them. Be an example of God's truth and grace. Accelerate. I want you to feel your breath. I want you to feel the pavement under your feet or the ground, the carpet, whatever. Come on. Shed your pride. back so here's the deal Elisa do you believe in tongues yes I do you want to know why I believe in tongues which really just means it's a loosening of your cognitive words and things you can form there's actually been a study of people that when they pray in tongues which is utterance it sounds and feels like babble one it's like a baby that babbles. 
is just utterance. It doesn't have to make sense. It's a prayer language, and it is a private one. Does that mean you can't gather with others in prayer and pray in tongues? No. Just don't proclaim it to where other unbelievers might be around and they're like, what's going on? Paul's going to address this later and say that won't build up the church. It will actually confuse the unbeliever. But if someone else prays in tongues and you pray in tongues, you want to get together and pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Here's how I know they exist. One, it's a babble, baby babble. Second, have you ever picked up a baby or pet your dog? And you're like making the weirdest noises and sounds. They don't even make sense. It's just goo goo gaga. It's just, just slab. Because love like this is so beautiful and so perfect. There is no language that you know that can encapture it, encapsulate it. So a study that was done on people who pray in tongues, it shows that when they pray in tongues and they can do it on command, which is true. If I wanted to right now, just babble. Babble. I'm not, I want you to go and do it. Privately, go ahead. Just babble. And here's what happens. When we do that, it's shown in your brain. Okay, get ready. This is going to confuse you for a minute, but then I'll explain it. It shuts down your prefrontal medial cortex and your amygdala fires up. And then you guys go, why would I want to do that? One, sometimes your prefrontal medial cortex needs to shut down. Stop trying to figure God out because you're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So become like a baby. Babies, they have very active amygdalas. Very active. So let your amygdala be renewed. Don't take it so seriously. It's your private prayer language. You're not there trying to prophesy. You're not there trying to declare a word. It's a language between you and God. Okay, enough of that. Felt like I had to do it. You know why? Because I know these are hard teachings. Makes me uncomfortable. Right, let's talk about those. Let's do those. Remember, because I am your trainer. And as a good trainer, I'm going to point out your weaknesses. Because if I load up more weight on you, which is the definition of God's glory, the weightiness of God, if I try to give you more of God's glory, but you've got a weakness, something makes you uncomfortable so you don't train it, you will be crushed by his blessings. Accelerate. Back. Well done. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
All right. So Paul says there's all these gifts. Some of you want one and not another, and some of you were given one and not another, and you're punting on it because it makes you uncomfortable. Bottom line, don't let our many gifts work against us. Honor the gifts. Accelerate. Accelerate. Everyone say this word, honor. Say it a few times, honor. Say this, I'm a woman of honor. I'm a man of honor. Honor. Give us honor, God. Show us what honor is. Go back. This is what we know to be true about our God. He is triune. He is God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit, the active force of God. In the beginning, they were there, communing with each other, enjoying one another, honoring one another. <laughs> what does the word honor bring up in you? Honoring. Whenever I hear the word honor, in my head, I see a soldier bowing their knee and laying down their weapons in front of their king. Accelerate. They honor the king and the king honors them. They give the king their win, their victory, that the battle that God said they could win was won. They honor him. And in return, he honors them. Gives them a purple heart. Pull back. A heart to know him. Recover. We're going to cool down with a couple songs. All right, so... Lots of gifts. Please, if someone has a gift you don't have, honor it. This is why in the Revelation Wellness family, we say get under their pinata. Take a knee under their blessings. Maybe ask them to pray for you. You know, I've done that. People with the gift of something, I've gone to them and said, would you pray for me? I honor what I see in you. and I don't have it. But I know that God would want to share with me what you have if I'm willing to humble myself. I've told you guys this story before that my daughter, ever since she's a little girl, she has had about the fruit of the Spirit, one of them being kindness. She has had it. So kind. To a fault. Right? We all know that. We where our gifts backfire and they become our grumbles and I needed more kindness my amygdala was not renewed I lived in fight flight freeze I didn't know it but I was and I saw something in my daughter that I didn't have she had it since she was little one day as she sat in the little red chair watching Dora the Explorer, seven years old. 
just being her sweet self. I was dealing with my own insufficiencies, dealing with my shortcomings. God was healing me. Don't, do not despise your weaknesses. God's healing you. And I had gotten this picture of honor that wherever somebody else has what I need, a gift, an anointing, get close to it. Humble yourself. And as I sat there in my stuck heart, I knew Sophia has this gift. <laughs> and I have failed at using it for her. And I asked her, Sophia, would you pray for me? And she looked at me confused. And I said, you have something. The Lord has given you a gift, <laughs> a manifestation of heaven that I need in my heart. <laughs> and so she took her little chubby, sticky hand, put it on my back, said the simplest of prayers, that I would be a mama of kindness. <laughs> Y'all, did it happen instantly? No. Has it happened? Yes. I can tell you, I have evidence that I am not the same woman I once was. Kindness, although it may not be my first strongest gift, because that's faith. My strongest gift is faith. Faith. I got a lot of faith. Stupid faith. <laughs> you gotta be a little stupid to start a wellness ministry. I look a little foolish, yeah. I don't care, faith. But this fruit, manifestation of the Spirit in kindness, I needed that for my faith because it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance, to have faith in God. You get it? And I know that now. That's why I'm going to love next week's teaching with you on 1 Corinthians 13 because Paul is building up to the greatest gift that is love. So honor. People who don't know who they are and are given gifts will operate in fear of losing the gift because they think that makes them who they are. Come on. It's crazy to think that the Holy Spirit gives us these gifts. You know what? The, the, it's like handing knives to babies. <laughs> when we believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit moves in and when He comes, He brings His luggage. Souvenirs of heaven. He opens it up and He hands each one of us a gift. You're going to have the gift of wisdom, the gift of understanding. You're going to have the gift of miracles. You're gonna have the gift of healing. He pulls out his suitcase, hands us these gifts, and it's like handing knives to babies. Proper teaching and leading is necessary by the Holy Spirit and God's people who encourage us to keep growing into our gift, keep leaning into God, learning how to use it. And this whole thing falls apart when we stop operating in honor and believing the best in one another. 
verse 22. Paul moves in in verse 12 about this body in many parts. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves, free. All were made to drink of one spirit. Guys, Paul's getting after this division thing. He's like, we have to be the body. For the body does not consist of one member or one way of thinking, but of many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of small smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? Verse 20, say this with me. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Say it again. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. See yourself honor the Lord now. You know that husband of yours, that wife of yours, that kid of yours that doesn't seem to fit into your mold? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body, one God, one spirit, one. God, make us one. Verse 22, Paul gets after this, this comparison thing. This, oh, I don't have that gift. I only do this. I don't have that, but they have that. Division, division, division. Paul says, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Do you hear that? Oh, come on. This is why it's important to we stay humble. See the ones marginalized. See the ones sitting on the sidelines. See the ones who say, I don't count here. On those parts, the indispensable ones, the weaker parts that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. This is how we take care of each other, guys. This is how we body build. We bow, honor one another, honor them. The word honor means a valuing by which the price is fixed. The price is fixed. Hey, foot, you're amazing. Hey, pinky toe, you give great value to this whole found. You are a foundation. We would fall over without you. <laughs> it's been fixed. The game is fixed, everyone. This thing called life, it's fixed. God has already in eternity past 
picked and choose each of us and fixed our value because of what Christ has done and before Christ did it, even then he knew they're worth it. But God has so composed the body, giving the greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. The same care for one another. I'm gonna go quiet. What would that look like if we all had the same care for one another? I'll tell you this, we would have to drop our prejudices. We would have to clean our filters. We would have to get our empathy up. We would have to get our gratitude up. We would have to renew our minds. Get out of our prefrontal medial cortex sometimes. Get into your amygdala. Renew that thing. That you don't have to understand it to believe the best. that there may be no division in the body but that the members have the same care for one another that if one member suffers all suffer if one member is honored all rejoice together here's your takeaway friends listen to me look at me eyes on me read my mouth Hear my words, always fall on the sword of honor when it comes to one another. Only people with great joy and confidence in God can do this. They don't get tied up in earthly matters and things, things that one day won't matter. Honor. God's made up his mind about them. Great honor. I want you to right now, Holy Spirit, show us who we need to honor that we're not honoring. Show us how to lay our weapons down at the foot of King Jesus. We honor him that he has already Fix the value of everything. God, heal your church. Come, not just duct tape us back together, God. Graft us into one another. God, pray you would tear down the spirit of pride, the spirit of fear and callousness, the spirit of judgment in Jesus' name. God, here I am. Here we are training, literally training the body of Christ. You have to do this, God. This is a work of the Spirit, not of our own doing. 
Heal us, Lord. For those who have been afraid and scared and judgmental, fear of man, fear of getting it wrong, fear of being imperfect, fear of letting you down. God, cut out the cancer of fear in your people. Fear of losing control, fear of lack. Heal us. Holy Spirit, now go in. Bring your healing balm and salve into the hurting places of our body and knit us together. Graft us in. Make your body of Christ strong in her humility and beauty once again. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Thank you, God. We love you. Do a work on the earth, through us, as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought I lost everything, I thought I lost everything, but I got